What is going on, everybody? It's our first back again for another episode of Fut Live with Joey and Felix. And today, we have a jam-packed episode, I think, compared to what we normally just waffle on about. But we have Felix getting verified Elite One this weekend. That was exciting. We uh, Joey and I were there to watch that. That was awesome to see. We have kind of just the state of the game, what's going on now, specifically with what came out in pitch notes, I believe, last night with the first owner objectives for the icon tiers that are coming out when you get the free icon by doing challenges. That came out, so we want to talk about those pitch notes. Um, Joey, master trader of the podcast, apparently has been making bank <laughs> recently, so he'll go over some of the stuff he's been doing, probably similar to last week uh, we're talking about. Uh, I think continuing that, but more tips there for you uh, if you want that. And then, of course, we have Twitter drama. First time I think we've ever actually mentioned drama on this, and probably not going to mention it too long because we really don't care that much. But between a couple people in the community and then within also EA versus the community in terms of what happened, I believe, over the weekend uh, with the community manager. So without further ado, let's get in this. Let's start off with Felix. Let's get, let's get last weekend out of the way. Mr. Verified now, about to go take home the FIWC this year or whatever it's called. So Hell yeah, you're getting qualified, baby. <laughs> yeah, Congratulations. I'm, rep- I'm representing the flag of Team Forehead qualifies <laughs> this weekend. Um, but yeah, congratulations. We were there to watch it. I think I was streaming in mid-recording YouTube video, but I had it up on my yeah, screen. Dude, I had to leave the house. So, Felix, this is giving you an idea. You were, I left the house. I was watching on my computer. I left the house when you were on your 24th win, I believe, and you lost in pens. Because oh, someone, you're like, stop, Jake. You lost some pens, right? So I left. I'm like, crap. Yeah, I want to yeah. see what's going to happen. So I loaded up. <laughs> Don't try this at home. I loaded up while driving. I had my little phone next to me. And I saw he lost again. I was like, uh-oh. He's going to bottle it. <laughs> and then uh, we were at a we, we were at my sister-in-law's birthday party. And I'm like, all right. I'm going to tune in. And then at one point, I was sitting alone on the couch. And this was your you were on 26 wins at this point. So this is for your 27 and you had an open shot with Ronaldo. And I don't know why you stalled it. I don't know if it was nerves or you're trying to get a better angle. I was on a small iPhone screen, so I couldn't really see, but it took you a while. And then you nailed it in extra time. And I'm like, I was yelling, shoot. And my wife looks at me. She's like, what is wrong with you, dude? I was like, sorry. I was a little excited, but yeah, dude, I think you had the chance of going maybe even 29 and one. Cause those losses, You know, they weren't even like you weren't even outplayed those losses. I think all three losses. But by the way, first off, uh, thanks for the support. Honestly, man, uh, I didn't know like you were elsewhere. You know, away from home and still watching. That is much appreciated. Genuinely, uh, feels good. But yeah, I think in none of the losses, I actually uh, all of these were winnable. The first one was just a close game, and I lost an extra time. Uh, after a clean tackle as well, that made it a bit annoying. But yeah, I think I could have won that. The game in pens, I feel like I should have won. And the game after that, I just lost because I was angry and shouldn't have played. But I don't know. I'm, I'm happy, honestly. I went to 17-0, then lost after... I, I've never got 18-0 before. I've always lost after the 17th win, funnily enough. Um, yeah, took a loss then. Then went to 24-1. and and in my head, I was like, this has to be it, man. I cannot bottle. All I need is three and two. And then I lost two in a row. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But, yeah, uh, managed to clutch it. Like Joey said, the, the last game was specifically tough. The guy was a really good player, and uh, I won it in extra time. I, I just thought when I scored that goal, right, I didn't have the, the shot on earlier than that. 
Because I, I was central, there was a defender ahead of me. I just had to get past him, and then yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. specifically how what it looked to like the, too. to the near post. Was, yeah, but you know, I'm I'm happy. Uh, I never expected to get such a good result in the first week in league, especially. Um, thought it would take me quite a while again, but yeah, I'm I'm delighted, honestly, man. Yeah, well, I, actually, a few things. So I actually thought you were gonna do well because. After you packed Ronaldo, you already had a better team than you had last year since you didn't have to go out and spend yeah, 1.5 million on him. So I knew you were going to perform well. A uh, few things. So one, who do you think is like the key player on your team other than CR7? Like, Do you prefer him or Mbappe, <coughs> for example? And then two, what? I'm sure a lot of people may may take some of your tips here, but what have you found successful against people either – just defending for their lives or any formation <laughs> tips, any tactics that you've been trying out that you could share with a bunch of people, including myself, because I struggled last weekend, which we'll get into, but I, I struggled as well. Um, in terms of key players, Mbappe is not one of them. And that's mostly down to the position he's playing because I play him wide. Um, maybe if it was like a team of the year, Mbappe is something he would probably be a key player. But looking at my team, the key players, Ronaldo, obviously, because he literally, the last 10 games, single-handedly carried me through them. Just his, his finishing is lethal, man. I've not seen a card in this game hit the ball as hard as he does. Um, so that helps. He just lasers the, the, the shots home. The other two, I don't know, it's tough. I don't know if I want to put Neymar there, probably as well, because he slots in with quite a few goals and assists and is really influential in the play. And uh, Van Dijk and Kante, those are the, the main pillars of the team. Just because of how, how good they are. Kante, you feel like there's three of him on the pitch at times, just like in real life, just buzzes around, intercepts everything. He's really good on the ball as well with his uh, agility and pace. And uh, Van Dijk in defence, if you've played against him, you probably know what I mean. He's just impossible to get past. Incredible. So if you had a choice uh, between, let's say, if you had a choice between... If you're on a budget and you can only get Neymar, Mbappe, or CR7 and build around them, who are you taking? Is it CR7 uh, hands it like without a question? Not without a question. Um, I think I'd go for Ronaldo, but that's not because he is necessarily better in in his position than Neymar is, for example, or or the others. But there's just not as many good alternatives to Ronaldo. Like, instead of Kante, you could use an Allen or a Sissoko, for example, and they're still quite good. Instead of a Neymar, you can use, I don't know, let's just say Merchants, because he's a, a small, agile player as well, without a lot of strength. So there, there is better alternatives for these players. But if you've not got Ronaldo, who are you using up front? There's just no player quite like him. Nobody does the same things he does. If it's Aubameyang, I hate Aubameyang on the ball. I don't like him. For me, he just works for the through balls in behind when you when you break the the back line down relatively early and you're in on net for a long sprint. That's how Bamiyang works for me. Um but yeah I I don't think, at least not on a budget, there is any alternatives to to Ronaldo really. Whereas for, for Neymar and Kante you can get away with other players that will still do a great job. But in, in the sole striker spot, there's nobody quite like Ronaldo, I think. Hmm. That's good because I Pack Kante in the rewards. So I'm kind of happy you said that. Yeah, he's he's insane. Kante is though. Like he's so good. I, I was using Matuidi before, and I got so angry with Matuidi just how shit he was on the ball. Um, and I'm playing Kante not with a shadow. Um, I've got an engine chem style on him. I think his defending is more than good enough. 
the pace is good as well. I just want that extra dribbling and passing. Because um, for the way I play, which is very possession and passing heavy, I just need him to be good on the ball. And I'm thinking about getting an engine on Pogba as well. Um, currently, he's he's got a shadow chem style. Engine for him might suck because of the, the massive loss of pace. Like, that's 10 less acceleration and 5 less sprint speed. And his defending is woeful without the shadow camp style. It's just his agility and balance. Pogba feels really heavy on this game. So I've thought about doing that. Um, I might experiment with it a little bit. Do you have your DMs on stay back or no? Both of them, yeah. Interesting, okay. Rob, I've you, tried, you, I've you, tried I balance you, in rivals. They just yeah. get exposed. They just bomb forward and you get wrecked on the counter. Yeah, see, I play with them on balance and I, I did get... Uh, Rob, you play with them on balance too, right? Your DMs? DMs, no, no. Oh, no, you don't? Okay, last year you did <laughs> No, CDM was always stay back, cut really? back, hmm. uh, conservative interceptions. For, I think for what I do with... Um, you mentioned how to break down, park the bus, and ask for tactics and stuff, what I use. Um, in terms of my custom tactics and formation, I'm playing a 4-2-3-1 uh, with press on heavy touch, four width and three depth. Last year it was 4-4, but I, I tried 4-4 at the start. I just got exposed with through balls in behind. Um, and attack is the same as last year. I've got balanced five width and seven players in the box. Set pieces both on three. Um, pretty. You have. You have sorry, sorry, wait, wait. You have seven for players in the box. Yes. Really? Damn, yeah. that's pretty high. Yeah. Just I, I gotta know, try that works. out. It works, doesn't it? I just, yeah. I just for, for yeah, I have a pretty high players in the box. Well. To start with, I just went with the same tactics as last year because they worked last year. So I thought that might as well be the point where I start. And in attack, I, I, I was struggling a bit at the start, but I think that's more down to trying to figure out how this game is played and formations that I like and stuff. But yeah, it, it works. It works. I'm creating enough chances. But you mentioned um, something about how how I play and break down, park the bus, which is obviously not easy at all just because of, you know, when I've watched, um, I don't know if you guys seen it as well. I, I know Joey has uh, you, you shared the clip of Kurt's little tournament that he set up and some of the pros were playing uh, one width, one depth drop back and it's a pain in the ass. Not Probably not only to, to play against, definitely to play against, but just to watch everyone is in the box and they have their instructions on everyone to come back on defence. You've essentially, at all points, got 11 men behind the ball, crammed in the centre. It's impossible to get a good chance at a goal, because they're all just sitting in and around the box. You, you can't do anything. Uh, if you're listening to this, please don't play like this. It's not fun. It's not fun to play against. It's shit. Um, I have no problem with someone playing it if they want, but... I, I, I mean, hate it, man. I mean, if you, if you scoop the ball up last year, you're the same as a yeah, it's so, that's exactly what Zell said too, and I yeah, agree with him. I, mean, I, 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 I really don't care. Like, I, I honestly hate playing against it. Obviously, that's why I don't do it. If I if I didn't hate it, I would I would myself because it's obviously very effective. Um, but yeah, I have no issue with someone playing it. Of course, it sucks to play a weekly league thirty times in a row, but it's so annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, most, yeah, most no people don't play it that extremely. Uh, luckily, yeah. Well, yeah. Now you take yeah, it's, you take your average. It, it, need, it, need, it needs addressing, but we'll get the to that. The ability of a uh, pro plus drawback must be infuriating. I'd just play for penalties from minute one if someone did it against me. Honestly, and just hope they're just as shit at penalties as I am. <laughs> but if they play, they're probably really good at penalties because that's what they do is practice that. I, don't know. Yeah, I might, I might have to practice penalties honestly because I suck at them. And in the qualifiers, we don't have the aiming reticle kind of thing. So you just know all the pens are going to be more or less down the middle and on the ground. 
it's just a 50-50 whether you guess the side right, I suppose. Yeah, it's basically going to be uh, that. A little bit off the side where the goalies can't make the save, but definitely well in, in terms of In terms of what I do to, to try and play against Parker Bass, I just pass from side to side, pretty much. I've got my wide cams and the CD, the CDMs on stay back are actually more or less instrumental to this. Um, it's a bit worse than last year because last year when you had them on stay back, they still tried to, to find the spaces to be a passing option. This year, a lot of the time, they just literally stand in their spots and will not move unless you trigger a run or something. So that's a bit annoying. But you, you can just pass in, you know, it's a bit like handball from side to side, from side to side. And at some point, you will find that little spot in the middle where your cam or your striker is finally in the correct position by accident, most likely, because they're attacking AI is stupid like this. Then you can just pass it in the middle, get like a scoop turn away and try and shoot or something. So uh, that's what I've been doing. But take your time with the attacks. It's boring. It requires a lot of uh, concentration and uh, patience. But that's what you've got to do, man. If you try and rush your attacks against Park the Bus, you, you'll end up losing the ball and get countered and lose the game. You do not want to do that. So Yeah, um, that, that was a big my, thing that was happening to me, is what you My just main mentioned. objective when I'm playing against Park the Bus is not scoring a goal. It's just keeping the ball in an area where it's somewhat dangerous. So in somewhere in the final third in the midfield, I'm trying to keep the ball and just move it around to try and see if I can find any gaps and then then yeah, try and exploit it. And when I'm leading and someone's still parking the bus, I'm just happy to pass around a bit further back. I don't I don't mind. I'm just waiting for them to press me because I'm not giving them the opportunity to counter me. That's that's just what they're waiting for. Just want to Yeah, if you score first, I mean it's super easy. Because yeah, you because you, you do that the mentality of attacking at all. Yeah. When you when you concede first against Park the Bus, then it's a real problem because then you have to do something. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah you, just you, can't, you just can't lose your place. No matter the the situation you're in in terms of the scoreline or something, you can't lose your concentration. You just have to keep concentrated and mm-hmm. focused and patient. Uh, that's the main thing against that. Yeah, and I think what would help could help maybe is if you uh, played with your fullbacks on join the attack, but then it becomes a real problem on the counter-attack. Then you literally cannot lose the ball unless it goes out for a goal kick or you score or something. That is the only way you're allowed to lose possession. If you get countered with your fullbacks on uh, join the attack, it's curtains. Yeah, yeah kind of. I think that kind of leads in. So I wanted to talk about... Um, Joey had put me on to Neil Guides or whatever last night. We were watching the video, I think, at probably the same time, the three five two. Uh, it, it seems like it could be a potential way to break down or at least overload part the bus. I don't know about, I don't know if it's helpful to break down because really the only way to break down is kind of do what you said, pass back, pass forth, like until you eventually the spot opens up. It's kind of, no matter what formation you play, that's really the only way to break it down, but it does really overload, um, and getting really make their box busy, uh, when you play like the three, five, two. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out, like Neil Geyser on YouTube, just check out his three five two. I'm going to be trying that this weekend. I think I'm gonna, I'm thinking I'm going to give it a full weekend just to see how I like it. But uh, it, it's been very interesting, and and the way he has it set up kind of, uh, kind of addresses the fact that it could be very easy to counter in the formation like that. The way he has it, like the way he has it. So, um, the way way your team responds to losing the ball. So it, it was very good guide, and and I I've only played a couple games with it, but after a weekend, I'll try to give it like a full review. Um, maybe next week's pod, I'll try to give it like a full review on how I actually did and how, how that formation went for me. Because like you said, when you're playing against drop, uh, drop back, it's really only counterattacks you're worried about. It's not like you need a ton of defenders. You just need a ton of defenders when you lose the ball. So it's yeah, really good for that. Because when you're yeah. then playing against uh, someone who's actually on fast build-up or something, a lot of people play possession with drop back, which in my opinion justifies common sense in terms of what happens in real football. But 
that's a different story. When they're on fast build-up, everyone's storming forward, you've got problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, um, I like that you mentioned the three-five-two. by the way. Um, I don't know if you've been in Mr. Aubrey's streams a lot. Um, he's a competitive FIFA player as well. Good player. Um, he got 26 wins, annoyingly, this weekend after a strong start as well. Um, so that was a bit disappointing, not only for him, but you know, for me as well. I was really hoping he'd make it. Um, he plays the three-five-two as his main formation. So um, if people are interested in, in the three-five-two, the way he plays it, the way he's got it set up, because he's having great success with it as well. He's beating a lot of pros using that formation as well. Um, let us know. Maybe we can get him to come on the podcast and talk about it for a little bit if he's interested as well. I'll uh, I'll talk to him. I'd even be interested. If, I want to see if, if it's different is. or the same. That the, how how I've set it up based on Neil guides and how he does it, and obviously Mister Aubrey being like a, like a competitive player in a sense, uh, it'd be so, very so good. If people are interested in that, uh, let us know. <laughs> we'll try to get him on. Yeah, he's, he's experimented I would be with quite in a few unusual formations in the past as well. Yeah, this has been I, the year for me of trying out different formations. I usually I usually just play whatever's the meta, but I've been. In like for a good amount of games so i'm really excited to try this um yeah i was in the same boat like when i saw that video yesterday i was like man this this actually looks pretty solid the only thing is so i've been trading so much and i haven't really been playing as much rivals as i should be because by the time weekend league's over i'm selling off my team for well i take that back i saw that the market went up and i was like i'm taking advantage of it in weekend league i was done with already so i sold off my team and i haven't made another team since but my experience was i went in with a bundesliga team running the 442 and unfortunately it's just when you when you uh, none of us t- talked about delay but delay was uh, at full force this weekend but if you come in with a bundesliga team on top of delay and, and you're using Lewandowski as your kind of main striker yes he's obviously lethal in front of net if you can get him there but turning with him is just close to impossible when you when you add in delay and i know tex he put out the video he got 25 wins with his rtg team and he's one of the best players in the world using a bundesliga team and he only got 25. i'm saying only because obviously we're used to him getting the 29 and 30. so i went into the weekend league and i lost my very first game and then I went like two and three to start. And right away, I sold off the Bundesliga team again for a profit, luckily, because I bought it during the week and uh, market was down. So I sold it off and then I brought in Aguero and he changed everything for me. I think I would have won a few more games if he had a five-star weak foot because his left foot let me down a few times. And I think that's where someone like Ronaldo, if, if you bring him in, um, I know he's got a four-star weak foot, but because of how good his finishing and shooting is, he'd probably put those in the back of the net. But I switched to the four two three one with like a Argentina BPL hybrid. Like I had Dybala, Gomez, Aguero, et cetera, et cetera. And I managed to get gold one. I had the opportunity to get elite, but knowing that the team of the week was kind of eh, I threw away my last two games. I gifted the wins, so I just stayed at 22 wins. 22 more Wait, than me. Did you not want to get elite, or did you just... Well, here's what happened. So I got to 20 and 5, I believe. So I had a few games left. And then I played against someone who scored first and he was part. I just quit out. I was like, I'm not, forget it. I'm not going to get a lead anyway. So either way, I don't think I would have gotten a lead this week. My team was, for one, my team I don't think was up to par. And I hadn't practiced on top of 
I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take the extra, what is it, 100K pack that you get instead of the team of the week pack. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I threw away the last game and just gave him the win. I don't think I would have won the game anyway, though. I would have had to come back from 1-0 against the guy who was just defending for his life. Hmm. I mean, I didn't play Weekend League this weekend. I, I, I hadn't. But trying this weekend, so we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, with three five two, which is obviously one of the things I want to talk about. But Yeah, I, I want to try out that formation, but the thing is that I have zero practice with it. I don't even know what the hell I'm going to use this weekend. I still have to build my team. I've been yeah, training I'm going to be playing tonight after... Um, recording. I'm gonna play a couple more games, so I'm ready to go into weekend league. I'm not just going in blind because I've only played two so far. So, um, I've yeah, tried the to... tried the three five two as well for a couple of games, but I found pretty quickly that uh, the lack of fullbacks kept costing me so many times. It, it's just a vital part uh, for how I play to have fullbacks. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm away from it again. But it's definitely got its merits to be a really strong formation. You can do a lot with it in terms of using it as even a defensive. It's kind of defensive when when you're not getting countered because you put the instructions to get back and that really helps. Yeah, yeah. I'll give, I'll give one thing to people um, not watch, like that haven't watched obviously the video I watch yet, but the strikers are on get back to help with really? defense, defensively. Yeah. So so the way wow. it works is okay. that your your cam is your your furthest up the field and the two strikers um basically become the left mid and right mid defensively. And then what about your left mid and right mid? They are basically wing backs. You're basically playing a five in the back defensively. Yeah. So it turns into a five-four-one. Yes. Uh, and your CDMs are basically center mids. The whole time. like. Oh. They're, they're, so okay. Five, either five-four-one or three-five-two. More like three-four-two-one or one-two. You mean like? That's a very interesting way. Yeah. So and then as soon as you steal the ball, like a center back gets it, uh, you pass it to either one of your two CDMs, and your strikers are making runs narrow, so they go from their kind of left mid defensive positions. To like diagonal to like a narrow like they're narrow strikers again, um, so that and that allows the two left mid right mid to then become fullbacks and then become wingers and they kind of overlap wide, and then your your cam still stays where he is and then he's like the pivot man. Which so you kind of need someone agile. I'm using Royce right now. Um, yeah, that would be good. He's kind of he's good on the balls and so on, but and actually it helps because the one knock I think on Roy, the biggest knock on Royce is his stamina, um, and the way the formation plays the cam kind of stays forward, but then even in attack, he's the pivot man, so he's not sprinting up and down. So it actually has made Royce last the entire game. Stay that is a very, fight. very interesting way to set it up. In fact, yeah. even it makes me want to try it even more, but I have to build a team around that. And then if you're, See, if I don't you, want to go you, into the weekend league without trying it out first. Yeah, you have to, yeah if you want to try it tonight, it might be worth a like, team. But uh, in the video, he's doing it with a, like a 10K, 10K squad builder too. So um, he was trying it with like a really bad team as well. Uh, and the goal is like he said, like you said, if you're gonna spend any money on the team and you're gonna build this formation, it has to be the cam. The cam has to be like the best player. He said someone like Neymar is like the ideal person, quick, like agile, mm-hmm. quick on the ball, and can make passes while also just being a skillful player. Because um, they have to hold up the ball, and then uh, just having pacey wingers is a big part of it too, with good stamina. Because that's what I found. I found the biggest issue to be stamina, uh, because your wingers are constantly going up and down the field, and your strikers are dropping way further back. Because like normally I'd say like strikers don't have to have a ton of stam. Like you can kind of get away, almost like center back, you can get away with strikers yeah. without having crazy stam. Because uh, you're gonna and usually you sub attacking players anyways, but they lose stam fast. Like Lua's got just under eight. Both my strikers, Lua and Gnabry, are seventy eight and seventy nine stam, which I mean it's not great, but it's still better than a lot of players. And they are dead tired at the end of games. 
because if they come back and then they have to make the runs forward over and over again. Yeah, I might have to give that a shot tonight. See, I'm trying to figure out if I want to go into this weekend league either with a competitive mindset or the same mindset as last week is just try to squeeze out a decent result for rewards and then build afterwards because I'm only going to have roughly 2.5 million most likely. It's not that much though compared to a lot of people. I mean, Yeah, I know. I know. It's not a lot in in terms of competitive. Yeah, because I mean the majority of the people I, I came up against had a combination of Neymar and Mbappe and you know, like a Griezmann or, or Messi or whatever. And th- that alone is like 2 million right there. So yeah. it's it's tough. Like, I don't know what to do in terms of how I want to take this weekend. Like, it's, it's good because if you have a good team early, you can squeeze out some of those Brexit games, as people people like say. You can squeeze out some of those. But at the same time, I think I might just uh, I might just take another casual week for this week and get whatever I get. Obviously, still try to push for elite if I can. Um and see how it goes, because I don't know if I want to make another. I don't know if I want to spend all my. I, I still want to trade throughout the weekend, so we'll see. Yeah, so that's the weekend, um, and then also big news of uh, before we were able to record, so that was actually good. Um, was the pitch notes that EA dropped on uh, first owner objectives coming out for the icons? Uh, so as everyone knows, tomorrow. Well, as you're probably listening to. We're recording on the 10th. The 11th, uh, the icon start for season one. Well, not season one, whatever. The first icon set starts for the objectives. So they released last night that a lot of the, not a lot, well, I would assume a lot because they released it, is going to be first owner-based objectives, which means you have to have packed the card um, to actually complete the objective. So that obviously is a lightning rod in the e community because for people like me, I think it's, I think it's got good intentions as well. But obviously, glaring att- uh, intention from EA would be that you have to pack the player. Pack- how do you get packs? You buy them with FIFA points. It looks like they're just trying to sell more FIFA points. But I think there's some positives there, so that's why we want to talk about it. So I don't know what you guys' first thought on seeing it. I'm assuming, Field, you woke up to it. A bit. But I don't know, Joey, you saw it last night or not. Um, I've not even read it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard there's not much to read. What you think it is. People, yeah. people talking about it, but... Um... I've not had a look at it. If I'm the reading, the reading is just saying that that that's what it's going to be. Is that there's? Yeah, it was only a few paragraphs. Yeah, it was oh, very okay. short. So I, you didn't I, miss I, reading I, it, but you got everything from the title. I just, what was your like? I, what was your thought on it? Like, do you? Th- I mean, obviously, like I said, it's sh- it's shrouded in the the the, the thought of buy FIFA points, buy FIFA points. But yeah, I, I, I think mean, I think it actually is a cool idea. It can be a cool idea depending on how they deal with it if they make you play rivals or something with first owner then it's just bad then it's really bad i think um if they say all right you can play friendlies or whatever if we had a tournament mode it would obviously be brilliant but see i don't think tournament modes, they, I, I want a tournament mode i don't think yeah if, if they if they say like you can go into friendlies and just play a classic match or whatever with first owners against whoever um i'm all right with it because then the matchmaking is just random. But if you're trying to play like Division One and try to do the objective with first owner plays, good luck with that. That is that is just not a good look, I think. Um, so yeah, but for me, it depends what they do with it. Rivals is not the place. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it can it can be good depending how they how they go about it. Yeah. yeah so my tweet last night basically echoed that. It was just like because I said like I I think I read the quick before I tweeted anything. I was kind of reading what people were saying and how, obviously 
responses to EA or joke. Like, you're not going to hear anything out of those, but people were pretty negative on it, obviously, thinking it was FIFA point-based. But I was like, I was very happy with it because the reason we liked tournaments back then so much and the reason I think the DKT at times was fun, obviously the DKT meant getting into weekend league, so I think that was where they ruined that. But pre-DKT, the tournaments, the reason why those were always fun is because they forced you to use players that weren't maybe meta or you would use the most meta version of a specific team. So like whether it's a full Brazil team, uh, a full like uh, Ligon team or something like that, like it forced you to use different players that you don't have in your main team. And I think that's what this could be good with is forcing you to use first owner cards. It has to be pack pulled, which means you have to kind of be creative with your team because you have to use kind of only what you're given. But my thought, my only thought was that this becomes a major issue is if it's put to rivals because again, you're not guaranteed. You're, you, if you're in Division One, like you, well, you are Felix now. Um, there's going to be people that are in Division One because they're trying to push and try to be competitive and learn the game more and just try to win, like try to win. So, doing first owner objectives why you now have suffered your like made your team worse is kind of a big issue. Um, and while actually last night while we were playing Apex, we were talking uh, Alpaca and I. And we were saying there needs to be almost like a separate game mode for objectives like this, whether they call yeah. it the objective game mode. And it works kind of like tournaments. So in the old way with tournaments, you had to have, like they can set parameters. You can't get into the tournament without these parameters. So you wouldn't even be able to search for a game if you didn't have 11 Brazilians, for example. Um, so the parameter would be weekly or th every three days, whatever, how long they want to make the objectives out for. And the only way you can search for a game is if your team fits that, like whatever that objective is out at the time. So that way you're guaranteed going up against someone trying the same thing. They could have a better team because it's first owner. It's all about who you've packed. But at least it kind of makes that playing field a little bit more even. Yeah, I, I like that idea, honestly. I think uh, that's pretty much the way it should be, in my opinion, as well. Sounds good. And the only reason I, I say maybe don't bring back tournament modes for this is because Obviously, the tournament mode, if you lose, you're out. Or if you make it to the final and lose, you've now won three games to one, and now you don't get your reward. So I think that's a little bit uh, unfair for some people. But I think forcing people to win, like, four games, what, but in the separate game, like, game mode would be kind of fun. And it'd still be sweaty as all hell because it's obviously four objectives. So you're not getting a casual game mode, but you're at least getting one where you know you're going in with the same thought as your opponent. Yeah, that's – that's you nailed it. Is, is the biggest issue is going to be if you can – play against other people who are doing the same thing not coming up against uh someone who's got his you know full icon team or whatever versus your pack pulled uh 81s and 82s and whatever you had as rewards it's, it's not going to work out but at the same time if the incentive is there where their rewards are like insane to pay basically make you want to do that then you may see more people actually going for it like if if they say play a weekend league with only first owners and will double your rewards i can guarantee you maybe like 80 percent of the people are going to play with with uh, pack pulled players over their own team i'm sure like i said the 20 percent are still going to be tryhards but a lot of people if they amp up the rewards are going to go with the pack pulled yeah and obviously this this whole thing came up because the icon you could if you complete all the objectives you have a icon pick or whatever it is um and they've already released a list of that so you know it's gonna be sweaty and people are gonna be doing it because obviously an icon this early, regardless, and, and it's a pick too. So it's not like I, I, it is a pick, like so it's not random. Like you're not getting an icon pack where you just get any of the icons that are base icons. You're getting a pick from the ones they tweeted out, which there's some good icons for, especially people with who don't open packs, uh, who do a road to glory and maybe aren't like big traders. 
and they're just doing like a road to glory because they can't either can't spend money or don't want to. Icon this early could be huge for them, so you know it's gonna be pretty sweaty. Uh, so it'll be fun though. I think it, I think it's I think it's actually fun. I'm excited for the players that I've already built some of the teams. Like I just packed all black last night in an untradeable pack, so I know I'm gonna be basing a Liga team. That is something we've not spoken about at all uh, yet, have we? The icon swaps. No, that was kind of that because it hasn't come out yet. We were kind of waiting for it. Obviously, the new we we didn't do a pod the week the news came out. I'm pretty sure. So we were kind of we did, and then obviously they said, "Oh, here's the uh, pitch notes for it," but it's also not coming out for like weeks, and it comes out tomorrow as we're recording. So yeah, if it, I mean, it's the icon swaps. We don't have much information other than what we were given last night on how some of the objectives will work, but and and then also who the players we're actually going to get are. But yeah, I think there's some good selections in there. I'm I'm still not sure what I'm uh, what I want to think of the icon swaps concept and what they're doing with icons this year in general. Um, because obviously the primes aren't going to be released until around Christmas time, I think it is, uh, which is when the baby versions go out of packs. Um, so you would think that all the primes are there now. That means the babies are going to go down in price. I think someone like Baby Eusebio will get a lot more expensive just because of how good he is. Um, and the prime is going to be mad expensive. And there won't be Icon SBCs uh, today either, uh, today, this year. So I don't know what that means for the prices and the attainability of the top-end icons like your Hullets, your Ronaldos, your Eusebios, uh, those guys. And um, they might put them. They might put their middle version in a icon swap. Yeah, the middle version. But what if you want the prime? That's a problem. Uh, you like, got to shell out five I, milli. <laughs> I, I, I did more. enjoy the the icon SBCs. I'm not sure why they got rid of it and why it would be a bad thing because you could just grind for that That's over fine. time. I mean, you if just you got you time. Said, I don't know what they got rid of it, and then exactly. Excuse me? You said you just said I don't know why they got rid of those SBCs and then just said exactly. <laughs> he keeps uh, cutting out at the last second. Yeah, what 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 oh. is a bad thing about being able to grind for a prime icon over time? That's a good thing, isn't it? Not for EA. I mean did they th this is something that frustrates me so badly that they just think what's good for us and don't give a shit about what's oh, good. Oh yeah, for I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the community in these cases, and that is really frustrating to me because in the end of the day, what you want is a happy customer and user base, isn't it? Because well, that's I'm what me and you and game, Rob and with want. The way it's handled, they want I'm money. more inclined to spend more money if I know that they just want my money and I'm not going to get things unless I pay stupid amounts. That puts me off spending money. Puts you off spending money. I, I mean, that is just my way of thinking. I don't understand. Yeah, no, but that's clearly I, not I the think way it's of thinking. So, I think it's so stupid to take that away from us. That opportunity to grind for the for the prime icon we like. Uh, via untradeable rewards, via weekend league, and I don't know, just spend our coins on that as well. Because in the end of the day, it was a coin sink. People put loads of coins into that, um, which is ultimately what EA want as well, to take coins out of the market, I think. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. And what they said as well is the, the icons that are in swaps for one thing, none of their other versions will get an icon swap for example one of the uh, the first ones that, that is in there is baby rio ferdinand his middle and prime cards will not be included in future icon swaps is what they said if i remember correctly oh so they have enough yeah. icon swaps basically yeah so for... yeah so if you want to get prime rio ferdinand your only option this year is going to be buying him and i think that's a bit sad at that's the same tough, time, yeah, I'll play. I'll play devil's advocate. I'll play devil's advocate because I personally don't, and I'm I'm going to be in the minority here. But I personally don't like what icons have done to the game. 
Um, I hate icons, but yeah. yeah. At first, yes, when they were released, I loved it because obviously the nostalgia to play with your favorite players from the past is there. Um, so when I saw Ganavado come out in FIFA 16, was it? I believe on Xbox when Legends mm-hmm. were released, 15, either 15 or 16. Yeah, I yeah. was like, damn, this is great finally, you know, because I wasn't around in, in Ultimate Team 11 when he was available as a player or whatever. So when I saw it, I was, it was great the first few years. But then as time went on, it just became like you have to have them on your team if you want to be somewhat competitive. You can't go without having them. So what they've done this year to push icons out further. It, it's it's a breath of fresh air because you can see that most people are just using like the players that we watch today rather than the players we, we used to watch and always picking those over the players of today. So making them harder to get, I don't mind. Like if you can't purchase a Ferdinand, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. See, for me as a competitive player, I think it sucks because I want to play with these guys in my team because they're good. So I think as a competitive was, player, they have they should have unlocked accounts for all competitions. So I mean, yeah, it should competitions, matter, but, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just enjoy using these these players in my main team as well, just to play weekend league and stuff because they're really good and they're enjoyable to play with. Right, but then I, if I, I if most came out, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm a little bit different on the topic. I I think they shouldn't be in the game, but uh, if most people can't get them, though, you don't have to worry about having to have them in order to be competitive. You get what I'm saying? Like they become more rare, which is what I want. I don't want yeah, everyone no, no. to have Hullet. My, my my point is not that um, I need them because others have them. The point for me is I want them because I like playing with them. It's not about what others have or haven't got. It's about what what I would like to experience on the game for me. And I would like to play with these icons. And the fact that I'm probably not going to be able to afford more than one or two of the top end icons i think is a bit sad because i don't know what that does to the prices either the staggered release um because it depends on how pack weight works for icons i think is the, the icon pack probability universal for all the icons or is there a difference between the pack weight for baby icons and prime icons and stuff and will it change <laughs> when the babies go out of packs and the primes come it's got to be different something or is it always the same icon probability no matter how many icons moments whatever you want to call it what, what version is in packs that that is a point because if the pack weight is uh worse for the prime icons then that's already bad because they're going to be even more expensive the fact that they, i mean we saw it with prime icon moments last year they got released so late in the year a lot of them were just extinct for the vast majority of time and i'm a a little bit afraid that that's going to be the same thing with the normal prime icons this year. I hope that's not going to happen and they're going to be still affordable to to players. I mean, it's going to be expensive, right? A prime bullet is going to be expensive. Last year, I think he was 5 million or something. That's a lot of coins. But if you grind and get a bit lucky in rewards, you can get there. I don't know if that's going to be the case this uh, this year. That worries me a little bit. But yeah, I just, I just would like to have these top end players in my team because I enjoy playing with the top end players. That's uh, my worry about this situation. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But it, I mean, it is a weird way. It's like they made most icons harder to get in terms of because there's no icons to see. But they're also giving, I say, giving away because you obviously have to earn the the swaps. But they, I didn't think about last year when when they were put into the monthly objectives. Um, how excited people were to see like icons in there, and that was ones that you just packed and you got one 
light. This one, they're letting you pick from a pretty yeah, good selection. I like that you get a pick. So, like, they've, they've, why they've taken out the top-end ones, they've made icons in general more accessible for your average user. Yeah, there's a bunch of good ones in there. I mean, there's pillows in there, Drogba's in there. I mean, there's a decent amount of uh, good picks that I would... Like, in most cases, I wouldn't do the objectives just because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to go through it. But for this one, because I'm able to pick, I'm like, all right. Because last year, I never did any of the baby ones because I didn't want to have that role and get, uh, I don't know, Lippman in, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to grind through that. But having the ability to choose, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll probably do the objectives this year and, and actually try to get one. Exactly. Do you have an idea of who you want to get, maybe? Uh, or um, it really it's going to depend on what my team is looking like towards the time where I submit it. I mean, um, my heart wants me to get Pirlo, obviously, but you know, I may not need him on the team at the time. I may need someone like Drogbo or maybe a center back. I don't know who all of them are on there, to be honest with you. I, don't I have the picture up here, but oh, you I have can, it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm with Joey. It's going to really depend on uh, who, who, what my team looks like. Because obviously, as my team as it sits, I could probably make a pick. Um, but then it's stuck between a few people that I like. Because I used, I had a lone Butcher Bueno um, beat to start off the year. And oh my God, he was insane. So I don't know if he'll feel the same with this card. Um, I, Ian Wright looks sick and obviously uh, Arsenal fan. So it's a little different there. Uh, Michael Owen looks really good. But I also, uh, I don't know. And I played against Zanetti in draft and he was incredible. So Zanetti's draft is really good, yeah. But for, for me, that there is just one or two things with most of the cards that really put me off it so far. So um, I don't really know who I want. Uh, one of the ones I was looking at is maybe Rio Ferdinand. Um, that could be interesting for me, I think. I uh, feel like he's an overrated card, personally. I don't know. Like, his stats I don't, don't scream like... I could use them just instead of Varane. That would work in my team pretty well, I think. True. That's very true. You could go with, uh, you could swap them out. Um, I think that might be an upgrade, yeah. But but even if someone like. As well, but then I found out he's got three star skills. and No scoop turns, a bit sad. I don't know. There's yeah, just one or two things with most of the, the cards in this selection where you're going, like, oh, I don't know about that. Or oh, I, I, at least, I do that. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Like, like I said, like Ian Wright's one I was looking at, but our skill moves tough for a striker. I'd rather four star, four star, if possible. You know what's crazy? Um, I haven't seen anyone try out Drogba or like give a review on him or how he is because that, that's one card I thought would be sought after by a lot of people. But surprisingly, I have not heard anything about that card this year. It's going to be a tank, and he's not got very good balance and agility. I think he's quite heavy. Yeah, he's got 70 agility, 66 balance on that 89 card he's in the swaps. Rapid. He's got great pace shooting. 85-85 pace. Yeah. Does he have four-star skills? Yes, four-star, four-star. Yeah, that's solid. So, okay, 92 strength. Here's a good segue, I guess. Yeah. Here's a good segue, because we were going to talk about the state of the game and how the meta has now evolved to pretty much sip deep and counter, and how everyone, like, my Twitter feed at least, was full of people just saying... This game stinks. This game sucks. This, 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 that, and the other. And uh, I was kind of expecting that after weekend league because that's where the I don't want to say exploits are found because I don't think drop back is an exploit. You're just taking advantage of what's working. So, in my opinion, I don't like that using someone like Drogba. You can't turn. Like I think that just doesn't make sense to me. 
Because if you look back at the older games, because Rob and I actually were watching a bunch of older YouTube videos last night. Like I was watching a bunch of the Japes' FIFA 14 videos. And the way like players turned back then, it was so much better than now. There you can you can turn so easily. I, I don't like what they've done with with how dribbling is now. Like, oh, you need to look into composure, balance, agility, this, that, and the other in order to just be able to use certain players. And I think that removing dropback is not even the answer. I think we're still gonna have the issue of people playing low depth, personally. Yeah. Probably, yeah, because it, I found that even when you're not on drop back. Teams naturally drop so deep, even when you're not yes. in one depth. And sometimes I'm in a spot with my team when my opponent keeps possession for a lot of time, where I've got my back line, like on the edge of the box, maybe just inside. I've got my CDMs right before that, and I've got my left and right attacking mid next to the CDMs. And they are not on comeback uh, on defense or something. They're just on balanced instructions. I don't even want them to be like a left and right center mid in defense. Yeah, that's I why I like think... them to stay a bit wider and try and cover that fullback passing option and be in that triangle of winger, fullback CDM to try and get in there. Um, I think it's just a, a bit of a problem with how the defensive AI behaves in general this year. And I think that might be an attempt of EA to help people defend because obviously defense yeah, it is harder this year. So maybe they thought, let's make teams drop deeper and players help out in defense more so people don't struggle as bad. Uh, I don't know if that is true or not. That is just... just yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I don't think the answer... I know everyone's like, they need to remove dropback. They need, I don't think it'll do anything. I, I really don't think it solves the problem. I think the issue becomes that the attacking options are so lacking. Yeah, that, that's that, what that I found the more than anything. In my opinion as well. Um, that you, you can't properly score sweat goals either because of those are the problems that just amplify the the drop back problem so much i think yeah i mean if 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 it stays in its current state and i don't know what you feel about this rob but because you've been playing a lot of rivals this week as well and i'm sure you've been maybe not i'm only in I've, i'm only in division three i haven't played that much rivals so i'm, I'm like I've top still, i'm like top like top division four close to three yeah i think i think i have like 1700 sr or something nothing crazy so i, I haven't really right there as well actually yeah so i'm like at that point you're already starting to come up against a lot of defensive minded players where they just sit back and if the game stays in this state i don't think it's much like people are saying oh it's still better than fifa 19 i don't think it's going to be much better it just becomes FIFA 19 without broken mechanics. It's still going to be very, very stupid and boring to play at that point if everyone starts adopting this meta. And more and more people are only going to adopt it because there's YouTube videos now saying, well, I'm playing dropback because that's going to be the most effective way to score. Yeah, and as soon as the first tournament comes out and there's a pro playing dropback and he does well, it's going to yeah. be even it's going to be even larger. But yeah, what you said, I'm not, a, I've always, I've never really been a player. I've never, it's because like, for me, when I, I jump on FIFA, I want to be fast. I want to pass, 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 score. And if I if I lose, that's because I lost like a shootout, basically. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like that. And I'm finishing consistently each game with 60 to 65% possession, if not higher. I've had multiple games over 70, which, and it's not even like domination. Usually, actually, my dominations are less because I'm scoring so much. They're also getting the ball back. But like, I'm not even dominating games. I'm winning like 1-0, 2-1, and I have like 70% possession. And it's, it's just been crazy to see. Uh, I don't think it's been less enjoyable for me. I think if I start consistently losing and like once a weekend league comes up, 
Like if I go through a full weekend of dropback, it's I might have a different tone. But like through rivals, obviously, because you can kind of you can stop rivals, you can come back on. You're not really locked in to play 30 games in a weekend, so I think you have a little bit more flexibility. And so if you get bored, you can stop. But yeah, so once weekend league comes, I might be a little bit worse on it. But as of right now, like I'm still enjoying playing. But it's just it's crazy to see how many people are playing a defensive slash dropback setup and how it's kind of affected how I have to play because. Like I think Felix has said a few times on here, you you just can't, you have to hold possession, you have to be patient. So yeah, I can't force you to. It's it's not that they're playing a boring style, so it's a game for you. It's their boring style forces you to play a more boring style. Um, so that's where the unenjoyment comes from. Yeah, I think I have to retract my statement. It's not that the game is worse. I think it's it's the way that people have been playing have made it just as bad because it's not but you can play on the game because if it didn't work they wouldn't play it right exactly so i mean it's it is what it is i think feel like i mean you're in division one Felix. you're probably seeing the same things no if not worse um there's a lot of drop back yeah but not everyone is playing it there is a, a decent i feel like less pros do to like be honest to, to attack as well i've played a couple of people that played a high press which is actually really effective by the way if you know how to it is i know press, i've i've, I've really played strong. against it yeah. Um, it's just, a lot of people resort resort to um, the drop back one depth kind of stuff, especially after scoring a goal. It's not nice, man. It's not fun. But yeah, you know, I feel, I feel well, like there, there's nothing you can do about it and deal with it and hope EA address it. But. I feel like there's a lot more pros that don't play drop back than there are. To be honest with you, that's why maybe in the higher divisions it's not as bad as like Division Three, which is kind of funny, but. One thing that I found interesting is I actually found it easier scoring last year against the AI against the AI without using any broken mechanics than it is against manual defenders this year. That's the crazy part for me. I think it's actually easier to defend this year without relying on the AI. I don't know if it's easier. It, de- it depends. If you're on drop back and stuff, the AI helps you so much. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Jock, that's when you're sitting back. Position. So that's not necessarily manual defending for me. That's just right. controlling a defender and keeping him in his spots. Exactly. Manual so. defending, in my opinion, is if you manually read the passing lanes, step in, make the tackles, and anticipate what's going to happen next. If you just sit back, absorb the pressure, and keep your defender or your CDM in his position where he should be, that's not manual defending. Right. It's just, but it just it, that's it's effective know. still, which is what I hate. Yeah. I I don't think it should be def- effective. Yeah, manual defending is harder. Manual yeah. positioning is easier. Yeah. <laughs> Because everybody's always in position, like this year. So you're not really like you don't you keep your shape so easily that you don't really have to be a good defender to defend. So do you guys think a patch is going to fix it? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I I'm not a pessimist. Say so yes, like I would hope there's something that can be done to fix it. So yes, I think a patch could fix it. A patch will only fix it if it doesn't address only drop back itself. It needs to address the other issues as well that amplify the problem. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I mean, so obviously Felix. I don't know Joe if you've played, but Felix and I have played a lot as well this year. Um, and I think the first thing most people do in pro clubs is because if unless you're playing like as an any, um, is the first thing is to go ultra defensive with your setup and kind of clog the box. But because of this is I think just built off what you said, Felix. The other stuff that needs to be addressed because the attacking, the attackers are all controlled individually by yeah, players, as in people playing pro clubs. The runs I've scored, we scored so many sweat goals on pro clubs because <laughs> it's so easy. Because you have wingers that can wing, you have your cam that can can stay back and provide an option in case a pass is needed. But your strikers aren't just running to the box and standing there. 
your strikers run to the box, run to the six, and then take two steps back. And now they're at the pen spot with the defender still at the six. And there's actually room to pass now. It's just, there's no such thing as a t- bad attacking AI in pro clubs because you, you are that. You are, yeah, you you are, are all, all the attackers individually. And we scored a ton of goals like that. I know Felix, when he works on the wing, I know exactly where to run to as, as a striker. I know where you can try to pass it. We've got that chemistry, babe. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that that's been annoying. Though, um, back to Ultimate Team, I've, I've brought in baby Nedved instead of Sadio Mane in my team. And one thing I found with him is he's really good at finding those spaces in the box where he can receive the ball and get a shot away. Like he's he got the secret inside. sauce. <laughs> he's got know. the secret he, icon sauce. He just cuts inside from the wing and gets into those positions so well, man. I love it. The amount of goals I've scored with him where I've held the ball in the cam spot for a bit and he just came running and I passed it to him and got a finish shot away. It's brilliant, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying him so far. And he's got the five-star week foot as well. You know, that definitely helps. Absolutely, he's, he's I not think... the best, not the quickest, not the most agile on the ball. It's still good. You, you can do a lot of things with him. But the thing that makes him stand out for me is literally just his positioning, man. It's really nice. But I, I just wanted to throw that in uh, on a side note. It's funny um, you say that because, so obviously, positioning is a stat under shooting, uh, the category. Nedved, baby Nedved's positioning is 81, and Mane's positioning is 90. <laughs> He's got, this, well, he's got it, the secret it, it, sauce. It, it, it's just interesting because I knew it was a stat, so I wanted to say it. Oh, yeah, I wonder if, because my thought was like, as, as kind of agility and balance have, always, have been improving in composure, have been becoming more important uh, over the years. I was w- wondering if positioning was becoming more important because we've always slated the attacking AI. I wonder if like players who have really good positioning are better, but. I don't know. Cristiano Ronaldo with the chem style I'm using has 9% still behaves like a retard sometimes with the wrong yeah, I, guess, I guess maybe it doesn't matter i was hoping that might have been a question yeah i had aguero dude and it dude the one thing that drove me nuts is the amount of offsides my players would have they when when i send them on a run they just sprint and yeah. not don't stop i'm like where are you going like i think they're all under the servers as well after like 12 yards of being offside they notice oh shit i should probably come back in it and then they just stand there for 10 seconds Think where they want to come back onside, and then they start jogging onside. And by that time, you've won, lost the ball about twelve times. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they go slow. off. They go off sides even when people are sitting back. That's what k- kills me. Like, where are you? You're not going to get any closer to the net. Where are you going? Like, why are you going off sides? You're not going to be able to to be able. Like, what are you going to do? Stand inside behind the keeper? It's been driving me nuts. Like how they the. Uh, the attacking AI performs, which again, uh, I really hope they have a patch to fix things. But the only thing that worries me is no patch in previous FIFAs has ever, in my opinion, really fixed anything. I don't the know. The problem is that there is a, a lot more to one problem than just the problem itself, most of the times. So yeah. remember you can't how fix they, one thing with breaking in, the other. Remember how, in inverted commas, they fixed the first time finesse shots by screwing all the finesse shots. Right. And that, that, is, the, that is the worry that they'll just completely do a, another 180 again. Have you guys actually played Mystery Ball at all this year? Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, I played it for the objective. Man. Okay. It was so much fun. Did you guys, uh, I'm sure you guys noticed how dribbling was when you got that dribbling boost. Oh, so nice. Dude, <laughs> they should just make that the normal thing. <laughs> You can't okay. with it. My point is though, the capabilities of tuning dribbling is there. So I think they can definitely do something yeah. to make but it work. You know better. what Mr. Ball does, right? It doesn't put the stats to 99 or something, it just puts them to 150, I believe. 
Oh, okay. I thought they it simulates what the stats would be like if it's 150. I think it is. Um, I'm not sure. It moves the sliders or something, but it's unbelievable. Like, the, I I couldn't play when I got the pace boost because I, I just couldn't stop laughing. It just looked hilarious. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn people. But yeah, it, it was it was good fun. Honestly, it's just a, a nice little funny mode. I think uh, chill, laid back. Uh, so it sounds like. But the thing is, what I really wanted to take away from that is there's capabilities of making dribbling better without breaking a lot of the parts of the game because it's there in Mystery Ball. Like, you get such a huge boost. Again, yes, I'm exaggerating when I say give us that boost, obviously, especially if it's 150 dribbling or whatever. But if they scale back how much uh, dribbling is needed, because they already did it with this patch, but I, it was unnoticeable for me in the first patch. It said if you have 80 dribbling or above, you should notice... Uh, you being able to turn or dribble better, but I didn't notice that. So yeah, even if they scale it back a little bit more, maybe, I don't know, that'll be better. Hmm. Well, remains to be seen, I think, but something needs to be done about this. It's just it's just tough to get it right without uh, screwing something else at the same time. And without uh, going over the top and stuff, because obviously people have different expectations of what it should be like as well. Not everybody's going to be happy with the outcome, mm -hmm. naturally. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's about making it happy. I think, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That's something I've always kind of said, uh, I think, throughout, if you listen to prior podcasts, it's like, there's zero chance you're making the community happy all, all fully. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I mean, segues of all segues. With, with making the community upset, um, the last piece we had to talk about today was the, I'll say drama, uh, with the community, the community manager, so on FIFA. I don't want to get on their bad list, get blocked or anything like that or anything. Um, but we have to talk about it. I mean, it's a FIFA podcast. It's it's a FUT podcast. This is FUT community managers. FIFA community managers, they'll say. Um, you, they've never mentioned career, career mode, but yeah, uh, FUT community managers and just kind of what happened. So if you didn't see over the weekend, I think it was over the weekend now. It's been, it seems like it's was like yesterday, but it, it was actually a couple of days ago. So over the weekend, um, it all stemmed from one tweet from EA Corey, who was having a conversation about real life football, um, I can believe I'm assuming Man United because I know he's a Man United fan. Um, and someone replied something about fixing either the servers or a patch or something like that. So I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. And he basically said, could you please not spam my private, like not private conversations, but my conversations that aren't about FIFA. Like this is a personal account as well. Um, and that basically, it came off bad. I think he knows it came off bad regardless of what his intentions were. I know he thought, I know he knows he messed up with the way he worded it and how it was said. And it definitely came a spot from aggression because it probably happens daily to them about every tweet they put out. Um, and basically it sent the community spiraling against them and became a us versus them mentality again, as it's kind of, we've seen pockets of with EA, community versus EA all the time. Um, and the whole point of the community managers was to kind of mend that, like mend that, and like have it like it feels like we're actually talking to EA by talking to them. Uh, and I know that took a huge step back this weekend, but well, they got introduced. Where, yeah, as I said, I don't know. You know, they thought. got introduced last year as, hey, we're bringing on these two guys. They're going to be your method of communication from from uh, the community to the community managers to the upper at uh, upper staff at EA. So they they were basically our communication point. They came on, Corey's got EA in his name, right? In his handle. They obviously gained a bunch of followers. And and I will bring up Nick, um, Nick28T brought this up in his podcast. He said that, um, I'm sorry, not podcast, on his on a stream. On a stream, oh, I apologize. I didn't know yeah, yeah, no, 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 I apologize. That was, it's, um, on a stream, I, I saw the video that, Rob, you linked me. 
And he brought up there's there's a lot of perks when it comes to being part of EA. You get a lot of following. Obviously, you get to interact with a lot of uh, people that are following you now. So what happened with Corey is as soon as he became the community manager, as soon as he got that EA next to his name and verified and whatever, his followers obviously spiked. He got he never had those followers previously. And then now he's saying, well, this is my personal account. Well, if if that's the case, why did you come out in the first place and say, hey, this is where you guys can communicate with me and have people follow you in the first place? It should have never been that. You should have kept it on forums only, if that's the case. You should have had threads on forums and had people reply only on forums. Don't come to Twitter, gain a following, and be like, don't tweet at me. This is my personal account. I, I think that was one of the worst ways they could have set that up. Worst ways they could have set that up. Yeah, and that's. I think that's where, uh, obviously, the other part of that that clip I sent you, well, a video I sent you, what Nick had said in the personal perks, and um, I'll say with Chew Boy, obviously now being a big streamer, uh, working with EA still with the commentating for the the pro tournaments, and then obviously like you said, having that YouTube and streaming following, um, something that if honestly I believe he could have had without the EA piece, but as we know, I mean we're Felix and I stream Joey. Bring back Joey, free Joey. <laughs> uh, we've all we've all created content around FIFA. It's very hard getting your name out there. Yeah. Uh, so not saying that you like I would never say like you like, couldn't have made it without it, but obviously it made it incredibly easy, like incredible, incredibly easier than someone who didn't have that experience as him. And well, obviously he must have gone through hell being a community manager. We've seen the replies. It must be crazy being told to kill yourself every day. Absolutely. But, like so, there is that, but like he, he, he can't deny the perks that came with it, and that that wouldn't have come with it. Yes, but uh, I do want to I do want to interrupt you before, in in case anyone does hear this and it and it goes by to it goes back to Chublay for whatever reason. But uh, it's got to be clarified that obviously he worked hard to where he got. It, it's not just because he was an EA community manager. He obviously had to work hard to even get there in the first place. Like no one else yeah, you don't he, see he anyone didn't just leave college and be like okay, right exactly exactly he didn't be like oh yeah yeah he, he had experience he he, yeah. he definitely worked his way up and he deserves all the success that has come in his way for sure so it shouldn't be be like oh well he had his per and i'm not saying you said this i'm just saying for the people who had said this about him it shouldn't be said that well you you gained your success because of the perks from ea that you had uh, he definitely worked hard and he deserves all the success in the world um and i just want to clarify that in case anyone takes that the wrong way but I still feel that whatever happened during the weekend was handled completely poorly. Yes, yes, and I think that's where it stemmed from. And uh, like you said, the perks that come with it, and the, and the whole fact that it, it was fun, it was funny and kind of dumb. It brought got brought up that Corey had another Twitter account. I doubt he even uses it anymore. Like I have another Twitter account that's not my FIFA one. It was one from high school. So like I right. have another like a, a truly personal Twitter account. I don't use it. He probably doesn't use that one. So it was a little dumb that it was brought up. But it is it is the idea that. You can't just be have EA Corey in your name and then be a personal account when you right. want to be. I mean, look. Obviously, you don't have to work 24 7. You don't have to be tweeting about FIFA 24 7. Yeah, that, if look. someone replies to any of your tweets about FIFA, that's like me like walking down the street and be, people know I'm an accountant. And my friends ask me accounting questions all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't work on weekends. I don't just say that to them. Beautiful. I was just going to say the same thing. I was going to say a lot of my clients that I work with have my cell phone. And they text me even on weekends, even if it's 10 p.m. I'm not going to tell them this is my personal cell phone. Don't text me. Like, how yeah. much of a douche would I look if I yeah, did and, that? Yeah, and they're not—they're texting you, not expecting you to reply necessarily. No, they, they just want me to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, even, it, it, but it's just when they thought of it. So if if someone someone has a thought that they're trying to get to Corey and it's on the weekend and he tweets out, it's like, oh, well, there's Corey. He's active. Let me at least throw it out there now. 
And so, I, I, yes, I know that they don't have FIFA on the weekends. It's not their job to be 24-7. No one's job is to work 24-7. Um, but I think, like you said, like the whole thing that Nick was, I think, trying to say, uh, what, the way he went about it, whether it's startup drama on purpose, accidentally, whatever, um, was that ever, what kind of the community said is, why don't we just have an EA community Twitter account to follow? Um, and that would just make that would that I they say it won't solve a lot of issues, but I think it could. There's no yes, they can have their personal accounts and they can have EA in their name for EA, but it's going to be a lot less of the people spamming spamming them because there's an outlet for them to spam. Yeah, if, spam if the they community. don't want people to make a forums and just have people use forums, I know it's a little old school. You know, it's obviously not a lot of people like using forums. They want direct communication, but at the same time, it's just like if that's what they want because they're having too many people, you know, give them death threats was just stupid as well on part of the community. And, and to be honest with you, most of these guys are probably like 12, 13 year olds who are doing yeah, that. They're football. They're, they all have a uh, like football. Exactly. Clinical so, I mean, right. They've got that mindset. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't think, and, and the way he goes, I don't, I just don't like the way Corey handled it at all. Like the, his yeah. tweet afterwards of, of him screenshotting all of his death threats. It's like, dude, we know, we know, that we know. Yeah. You don't have to like, just, we, we get what's going on, but at the same time, what about the 90% of the people who were wishing you well wishes when you were in, 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 when you were sick mm-hmm. last year, when you were posting your, your pictures in the hospital, what about the 90% of the people who said, you know, get well soon, get back stronger, get this. What about all that stuff? Oh, but that's, you know, you can't, I don't know. I don't want to step. It's the same uh, thing as a content creator. It's like, uh, they, when they, the bigger you go, the more people that follow you, the more people that hate you. The more, like, yes. It, you not like if he so say he wasn't EA guy and there's an EA community Twitter and he was just a random Twitter account that had like your 100 200 followers of your friends or whatever and people you went to high school with and college with. If he had that, it's like yes, there are people that be wishing him well wishes and probably way less that are telling him to go kill himself. But now you have the 99% well wishes and the 1% uh, death threats. And yes, that 1% is a lot higher than it would have been, but also those really nice messages are um a lot higher than they would have been so yeah it's the good with the bad of growing and so whether they i mean obviously like they're maybe not their end goal isn't like two boy where he wanted to go in content creation i'm assuming i'm assuming that's what he always wanted to do he probably likes it I and mean, he's good at it obviously he's hosting and he's doing a good job there yeah he does a really good job i i love so, when, i don't know um, if that's him and michael goal. bell they do a tremendous job but like it, it has to be said like yes he's tweeting about random stuff and maybe you shouldn't like like he yes he tweet out manchester united you, you don't have to respond to it about saying hey fix the servers because he tweeted out manchester united but right. also if he wasn't that guy no one would give a shit if he tweeted about manchester united yes yes he'd have Let zero replies You've to got it instead of yes exactly whatever i don't know what the comment i didn't read the conversation he was having for it obviously but whoever was replying to him maybe didn't wouldn't have replied if he wasn't that guy so i don't know i think i think i don't i don't blame the people in position because i don't think they're the they're, they obviously there's people before them that had their own twitter accounts that had ea in it but and I think it's just a top-down thing from EA that that's what they want. They don't want a centralized thing. They kind of want to put it on the community manager to have their own Twitter, and that's where the communication goes through. And yep. one thing that pissed me off, and it's something I retweeted, was Dunin. Uh, I, I actually like him a lot. He he always tweets out like he actually really explains stuff well. But he all of a sudden replied to Nick again, actually Nick Twenty T, and said like, "We don't want." Well, Nick said, "How about we get an EA community and EA help." the regular EA account, and then, like, I think there was one other EA account for, like, FUT or something, EA's FUT specific or something. 
He's like, we don't. Tuna's reply was literally, we don't want people to follow 10 plus accounts. So instead of having an EA community and regular EA account, EA foot account, you have Zaro, Corey, Dunin, uh, <laughs> whatever his name, uh, the other guy, I can't remember all their names, but <laughs> so now I have to follow five different guys instead of five different EA accounts. You're still following the same amount of accounts no matter what. It was, it was one of the worst responses I've ever seen to that question that was asked, but that was the only thing that really made me mad. <laughs> Everything else. I was yeah. Like, I mean, they're just not, it seems like those guys in charge are not trained into like PR stuff, which is understandable. It, it's mm-hmm. really hard knowing what to say and when to say. Oh yeah. Um, when they, uh, yeah. I, I must suck to be spammed because they're only allowed to tweet out what EA tells them. Yep. So like, the, oh, I think if enough tweets to, to Corey being like, how come you guys aren't fixing the servers? It's not like he's like, oh, we're not fixing the servers because of this. It's like he's waiting for EA to tell them what's going on with the servers so that he can tweet about the servers. So, a lot, and then he can, like, when they say they're passing the feedback, I genuinely do think they are. Oh, absolutely. They're not, they're not just saying, like, oh, you're passing on your feedback. Oh, and we just haven't said anything before. They're definitely actually passing on the feedback. It's just the rest of EA to do something with it, and they're kind of the face. So, which I think takes them out of that limelight. They're, they're a really, they're a face for a shitty company. (laughs) (laughs) So I get that their job is hard and that they must get stuff like that because they are the face of a shitty company. We're trying to help them by taking them out of that bad spotlight. EA is, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's tough because it's, uh, it's a tough job. They have um, the one thing I just want to say to this is if you interact with not only the community managers at EA, just anyone don't like speak out word out death threats or something like what the actual fuck is wrong with you honestly just interact with others respectfully no uh, i think i think most of the people doing that don't even know yeah but they, they, i mean you you know as well as i do that there is people who who did that because i mean there is evidence there was yeah um, i mean they're saying so, yeah. that they 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 uh i think that they're uh joey said they're super young and they don't actually know what they're truly saying they haven't really kind of understood that piece yet. You kind of like, you know, you develop, obviously. Or they or they have their hidden behind an account, so they really don't actually care what they're saying. They would never say it from an account with their... Like, you, the people giving out that threats never have their own picture in their, their yeah, profile. They, with, they, like, they, their location. They, they, probably, they probably wouldn't say that in a one-on-one face-to-face conversation either, but just be respectful to these people. Be constructive, because if you, if you just go there and spam them and, and curse at them or whatever, just... If you say stuff like fix the servers, fix the game, uh, games dead, whatever, do you really think that's helping? Because I don't. If you you just got to be constructive and properly articulate what your what your problem is. Yeah. What you Why do you think? Be done, what, what, exactly. What happy with just provide proper feedback, please. Even if it takes you like two or three tweets and you have to make it into a thread, please do so. The more information they get and the more detailed you can explain what you think is wrong, the better it is and the easier it makes it for them. Yeah, it may, absolutely. Why do you think people like Inceptions get flown out to their headquarters? It's because he took, I mean, look what he did last year. Him, uh, Stallion, all of those guys literally made videos that are 30 minutes long showing you examples of everything. They'd be like, okay, Here's what's going on here. This is the way they should fix it. Here's what's happening here. Look at me press A to, to pass, and it took two seconds later to do it. Like, there's people out there who provide good feedback, and they fly them out for in in person feedback. So clearly, they are listening. So the better well thought out your feedback is, the better uh, articulated it is, the more chance we're gonna have to at least solving. 
these issues we've been having for the past three years. I mean, this is the the server issues have been going on from like way back to like FIFA 14, but it's been really amplified from 17 to 20 because of obviously weekend league and all the other things that come along with rivals and this, that the dedicated servers. So the more constructive criticism and feedback they get, the better and uh, the death threats and that you idiots and this and that is never, ever going to, going to help fix the issue. But like Rob said, I think they genuinely do care and they generally do want to fix, fix the problem. And uh, it's just, they have nothing to reply to like Corey Zara, those guys, they have nothing to reply with because they don't even know what's going on back, back when the uh, server guys, what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, that, that uh, it's, I, it's never going to end either. EA has to, uh, we're not, we're not working towards the, we're going to keep the personal accounts the way they are. So uh, that's that's gonna be the way it, way it is, and I hope yeah. I hope there's no more. Obviously, it came from a spot of just finally he's been over frustrated, and that's what came out. And unfortunately, people say things they tr- maybe don't mean or they meant at the time, but really didn't mean it. So I do feel bad for Corey on that one because he is going to be dragged through the mud every time he tweets for the next week or two. It's going to be that tweet popping up over and over again. But we will see. And with that, yes, we like I said, it was a jam packed episode. We even hopped on here about an hour ago with the Nick first two thing. Not really. Like again, we're not a drama podcast. Yeah, no, no. no. If it something just... happens in the fuck community, it's something we talk about. So obviously, the most part of this podcast is talking about how good Felix was this weekend, how we are excited for the upcoming weekend, and what we want to try out, and then obviously the icon piece. So hope you guys did enjoy. If you did, um, if I can just slide hackle in there for a second, <laughs> um... crunch from behind yellow card. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I just want to uh, put it out there. Uh, I- uh, tomorrow, if anyone's interested in watching that bit of self promo, you know. Uh, but s- seriously, if people are interested in watching the qualifiers, I will be streaming them on my channel. Um, they start. Wait, they're tomorrow, or sa- I think they're Saturday. In my mind, it's Friday today. I don't know why. Yeah, it is Friday for you right now, right? Yeah, oh, but, but is, not yeah. properly. You know what? Yeah, I'm yeah, just like confused with the day. The qualifier is Saturday. No confusions there. It is Saturday, two p.m. my time, which is one p.m. UK. Um, 8 a.m. where Rob lives, 7 a.m. if you live in like an ice cave, like Joey does. Um, <laughs> Chicago I'm, I'm ice cave, okay, yeah, it's always cold. Every time I see you talk about what's it it's like, it's true, uh, it is pretty cold in Chicago in the winter. Snow, no joke. Same here, yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I will be streaming them. Uh, probably not going to make it to the next day. Um, I'll be surprised if that lasts longer than three rounds, honestly. Because Stop. See, this is... Look, you can't go into... Qual- We're going to be Joe, cheering you on. did you see the lineup? Did you see I don't the care about the lineup. You're playing... Dude, you're playing well. I don't get why you think you're you're not good enough to qualify. Yeah, or- I'm, I'm playing well, but if I'm playing people like Kurt and Gorilla and stuff... It's gonna dude, be- Kurt, Kurt's struck. Have you watched Kurt's streams? He's struggling. He's, He's getting weak at league and rivals. Pros in qualifiers is an entirely different beast, man. I was talking to Tuts as well. He he says the same things, man. It's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah, he's Tuts losing in rivals, like, though. Everyone that's he's listening to this right now, if you've made it to this part in the podcast and it's not Saturday yet, go tweet at Felix that he's going to do well. Yes, get him, uh, get him some positive down, vibes here. All our links are down in the description below. Along with well, the Twitter. What I want to do as well, uh, I, I want to buy, like, you know these uh, crayons that you can use for carnival or something to draw like a mustache on your face and stuff if you're going as a cowboy or something you know what i mean 
these little makeup crayons. Well, I do know what you do know what you mean, but why was mustache compared with a cowboy? Because <laughs> they used to have mustaches. Oh, okay. Um, I want to get those, one of those, and literally write Team Forehead on my forehead if I can buy them in time. Um, a stream like that. Hell yeah, man! Team Forehead going all the way this year. Yeah. Rock Nation. Uh, <laughs> Rock Nation. They got nothing on us, dude. You think Jay Z's got anything in esports? Until Team Forehead takes over. This. I'm sliding my hair back. Sorry. I'm sliding my hair back. I'll headbutt him in, in honor of Team Forehead. But yeah, um, I'm excited for that. I hope it's going to be a good experience. Also, I'm also not streaming on Saturday, so yeah. you have double the reason. Oh, let's go. I, I won't be live. I'll be on all Saturday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be trying to watch where I'm from. I'm going to be um, in the boonies in the, the woods of Vermont, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch. Vermont. Isn't that where souls go to die? Uh, that's where <laughs> no, that's where, it's where cows go to smoke weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll be in the woods there, and so I might not be able to watch. But I will be supporting Team Forehead all the way. Let's go. I'm getting a haircut, forehead. so maybe I'll even I'll just have them shave it off, so I'm just all forehead. <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah with that follow follow us on twitter go reach out to uh, felix on twitter say he's gonna do a good job go watch him stream the qualifiers and without further ado always subscribe on all the podcasts that you listen to and we will see you next time see ya, see ya.